a special edition of the Daily Evolver with my guest and dear friend, Roshi Diane Musho-Hamilton, who many of you know. Hey, Di. Hey, Jeff. Hi, everybody. Hey. Yeah, so normally we'd say how happy we are to be here together. Yeah. But I think today we're also very sad. Yeah. 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 We're here to talk about our dear brother, Terry Patton, who we lost about six weeks ago, and uh, who many of you will know. And Di, you and Terry and I were quite the trio. Yes, we were. We were like brother and sister on our integral adventure together. And so I think we're feeling a little orphaned. And so we just wanted to take a few moments to uh, you know, remember and appreciate and honor our dear friend, and also to share that with the many of you who joined us for our adventures and seminars and events and, um, and who love Terry along with us. Yeah. 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 So, hey, Di, any, any thoughts on this? You, you, when we were going to schedule this after Terry passed, you suggested that we do it 49 days after his death. So here we are. Yeah. And, um, and maybe let's start with the significance of that. Well, I think that the 49 days comes from the sense that I was taught, probably when I was with uh, at Naropa and Trungpa Rinpoche School, that uh, in this Tibetan Buddhist tradition, basically there's a period of time for let's call it the, the energetic, uh, you know, part of, of all of us when we pass to orient and that it's really helpful to make wishes and to offer prayers and to keep, keep the person in a very positive place in your own mind um, just to support their transition. Yeah. You know, being someone who, who, tends to hold, hold open the question of life after death. I still very much feel that Terry's memory is alive, but it doesn't feel like just a memory. It feels like that when I reflect on him, I still feel energetically connected. I still feel his presence, if you will. I still feel the impact of his influence. And so the 49 days for me was a way of really honoring the transition in myself mm-hmm. and potentially for him and for us um, in terms of that, not you know that these things are big transitions; they don't happen in just a moment. So, yeah, no, I think that's 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 a very nice way of mapping that reality. Mm-hmm. And integral does it. You know, it's the subtle realm. Yes, that's yeah. right. It's the the realm of energies, and we live there, and that's part of the liquid space between us. And it doesn't end at death. Um, and that's palpable. I mean, that's not even an opinion. You can just feel it. I, I feel Terry very strongly. Yeah. And, um, and part of, I, I think part of it is because Terry was a strong dose of humanity, man. He was. Yeah. You know, Terry was, uh, you know, even until his last, and he had about, I, th- I think he was diagnosed on, in, in, on April Fool's Day, actually. It was his 70th birthday with an aggressive cancer and died, whatever it is, six plus months later. Mm-hmm. And through that process, he, he saw his job as brightening every moment, right? Or how did he put it? Brightening every darkness. Yeah. Brightening every darkness. And that, um, that's so Terry. 
you know, he really did have a shining light. And, you know, yeah, because what is darker for us than death? You know, what yeah. is darker than facing your own mortality in terms of just could be quality of fear. It could be the experience of loss of disorientation. I mean, um, and, and I think, you know, to reinforce what you're saying, one of the ways Terry is still alive is the model he created for how he died. There's yeah. nobody I know that experienced Terry in this process that didn't feel like, geez, dude, you are, you know, you're something. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, he refused so, to make it wrong. He refused to make it wrong. He yeah. said, he fought, you know, road. he has to learn to dance. He used a bunch of expressions. He talked about, um, the, the beauty of each moment that being kind of the, the, you know, Dharma 101, right? Yeah, totally. Every precious moment and then surrendering to the heart in the process of dying. Yeah. Yeah. No, God bless him. He, he, God bless him. he, he died a beautiful death and was up dancing the night before. We're still he talking about it. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, you know. I know. Yeah. I, I remember Deborah, his wife and uh, ex-wife and and who took such good care of him and deborah shout out to you my dear you were wonderful and are wonderful uh oh, I, I i read in her um she did updates in a diary that she shared and how uh, terry would uh console the doctors that you know it's okay i'm not afraid to die this is this is all good yeah oh goodness so oh, anyway um yeah, well, let's let's maybe trace back to our beginnings together as a trio, which sure. we very much were. You know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like to so, it Yeah, so we met and uh, at the Integral Institute back in two thousand and four. Mm -hmm. So going on twenty years now, and this was the, uh, the organization that Ken Wilber founded with a lot of really amazing integral experts slash practitioners in all kinds of fields. It was so exciting. Yeah. yeah. And our job was to create this, these series of seminars and events that would apply integral theory to all kinds of cool things like psychology and spirituality and business, ecology, and, and integral life practice, mm -hmm. which yeah. is still a... Um, a pillar of of the integral movement and terry was right in there with all of it you know we did integral spiritual experience at asilomar we did integral living rooms at the integral center in boulder and countless other appearances and zooms and so forth you know here we are just the two of us yeah i know <laughs> yeah. so how would you um as you, as you look back at the I think we created magic. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding? It was you know, just... uh, how did that all come together for you? Well, obviously Ken was at the heart of it. Ken's theory, Ken's, you know, tremendous expansive vision, his idea that this way of mapping reality could be brought into a very practical application. And he wanted, wanted that to happen. And he was busy working on his, integral university, but in conjunction with that, he wanted to develop these seminars, which is how I think he hired you because you'd had all that experience with career track. Yeah. <clears throat> and you'd actually been in the business of training people and conducting seminars. So it was Ken's vision. It was your operations. And then you reached out and decided who the people were that 
had integral were integrally informed who were in some ways students of Ken, if you will, and who also had some sort of expertise or some sort of history with whatever it was we were doing. So Terry and I really came in together because of our spiritual practice, I think, and the integral life practice. Um, I'm not quite sure exactly how Terry came into the integral world, what the connections were, but for me, it was because Ken had just very recently been introduced to Big Mind process from my teacher, Genpo Roshi, and invited us over to actually facilitate that. And then you invited us to a gathering, and that's where you and I met, and you invited me to become part of the seminar team. Yeah, exactly. And, and you yeah, did. Yeah, go ahead, dear. I was going to say, you did Big Mind, hum, I mean, scores of times for us, many, many times. And it was always a reliable state change for yeah. everybody at the retreat. Yeah. And um, damn, you were, you were good at it. And so was Terry. Terry, yeah. Terry did it too later on. He's, you know, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, and what a process. I mean, just for people who are, are listening to this, I don't know, maybe do a, just a quick description of it or maybe uh, how could they see more because it really is an amazing spiritual technology that's very integral and very zen yeah it really is um well my teacher was a very creative practitioner and he had studied with maizumi roshi who's in zen center of los angeles for a long time so he had a very powerful japanese teacher and had had absorbed i think he was with him in in the the temple there probably for 14 years on a daily basis pretty much all day long so it was really really deep in his bones and then it occurred to him at one point that he had done some work like like all of us we we tend to be interested in in awareness and awakening and growing up and we all do different things and he did work with hal and sidra stone and voice dialogue and one day he was just messing around talking to his kids and he started to speak to different voices, the voice of the controller, the voice of the protector, these kind of archetypal gestalts that when you speak to them, there's kind of an uh, intact meaning-making system in each of these voices. But then he kind of stumbled in and started asking voices from the Zen tradition, allow me to speak to true nature, allow me to speak to big mind, allow me to speak to the big, to the great heart of compassion allow me to speak to skillful means. Like he started to just integrate these Buddhist, um, you could say the, the kind of crown jewels of the Buddhist tradition as voices. And then we started to see that in fact, people had great shifts and, and were able to shift state, mind state and open hearts. And through this very simple dialogic process, which was really very innovative and good for our time because we're all, we're all used to those kind of more dialogic forms in relationship to, to sitting meditation. So opening up to the vastness of big mind or to the tremendous care of big heart or to uh, the fluidity and flow of freely functioning. Mm -hmm. so, and you would do it as a call and response. Yeah, call and response. I mean, it's sort of this crazy we space of doing that. And you're doing it right now. I'm feeling it right now, you know. Uh, <laughs> all of our experience it's easy yeah. to so yeah so we had that, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we, that. We, we took that out in the road mm -hmm. uh and, and then of course i'm always doing my daily evolver thing i'm always talking about current events and the, you know yeah, evolution right. is beautiful but not pretty and you know yeah. progress and i'm yeah. prattling on about that 
Well, well, yeah. there's a funny way that you and Integral Life are the media companies of the Integral Movement. You're the ones that, that Daily Evolver, you know, it's the front page of the Integral Movement. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've been doing it now for 11 years. And um, so, you know, I'd be doing that. You, you, you would just sort of open the space up with Big Mind. And, and I, I want to actually pause and, and just appreciate that, that opening up that space of um, what would you say? Well, it's a big mind. It's it's the, um, the there was a there was a loose there was a liquid connection that would happen with people when we would just sort of drop our small minds, I guess. For That's right. that, that, yeah, that yeah it was a shift, it was a shift in identity, and because the identity you could say was a non-local identity, everybody shared it, and so yeah. there was this quality of tremendous wakefulness and presence, being in, here and now, feeling inherent wisdom yeah. and compassion it just worked everybody who came in had had already their practices and and big mind really just helped clarify what was already there is always already there but these people had deepened that too yeah there was some amazing people i mean we had really terrific experiences and of course the other thing you would bring to the party sort of the other side of the street where you would lead a group into a sort of energetic conflict and chaos well, we had to talk some things out. <laughs> you would bring things to you. You were like the anti-Pema. You would bring things to a painful point. <laughs> the unlojong teachings. You know, we're, we're we're grounded in our big mind sameness, and we evolve through the encounter with difference. So, if we don't learn how to be with those differences, we don't evolve very well. Yeah, yeah. Evolution is difference. It is that creative advance into novelty. It is the differentiation creating something new, you know. Yeah. And in your hands, we all found new ground <laughs> together, you know. But it, we had to walk through the desert and the fire first. Well, but there's Terry. I was in charge, so I could, you know, but if you're just sitting there going, ah, where are we going now? Right. No, I would want to crawl into the desk. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I hung in there and I always was glad I did. Yeah, well, we learned a lot. You know? Yeah, we did. Um, but then there's Terry, right? Yeah. And and what Terry brought to the party was I always thought of him as just raising the ecstasy quotient first yes. of all in the yeah. room. Absolutely. Yeah, and also the you know his his heart of activism and wanting to make a difference in the world, mm-hmm. which we all did, of course. But Terry specialized in that. And and finding the joy in the tragedy of dealing in, in in the world as it is, you know, something like that. I mean, how would you see what Terry was doing? Well, I really experienced Terry as the consummate integralist in the sense that he had an incredible mind. Yes. I mean, he was whip smart and really so well read. Very and, nuanced in his thinking. I mean, yes. he he Terry always expanded my thinking without a doubt. He had this really beautiful heart that had been honed in his practice with his guru. So it was a it was a highly personal and highly transcendent and very vast. And you know, Terry's, you know, expanding his chest and tipping his head backward in bliss and extending his arms. I can't tell you how many times I saw him in that posture. Oh, me too. You know, the the New Republic of the Heart was the name of his book. He was very embodied. He took his practice super seriously. And every single day there was some breath work. There was yoga. There was diet. I mean, he really, he'd get out and walk up 
some in some natural place where he was living. So so the embodiment was there and then he cared about relationships. He he was a great listener. He was willing to have conflict. He was willing to push back and forth. He really maintained relationships almost unlike anybody I know. You and I are both more introverted than Terry. Yeah. We'll kind of turn in and pull away and yeah. go into our and Terry's I, I on the at his service online over the weekend I referred to him as the integral ambassador, you know. Because <laughs> he probably went to more integral events by far than anybody. And he kind of networked us all and he kept us up on mm-hmm. what was happening with who and whom. And it was always interesting to talk to Terry in a certain yeah. way. Like he was also like, you know, the he could he could run the coffee clutch at interval, you know. There was totally always catch up on gossip with Terry, which was great. You know? Yeah. And yeah. then the conscience that you're talking about. So the, the what? The social conscience that oh, he really cared right. about what was happening in the world and he want he wanted it to have impact. You know, so he was amazing. Yeah. No, he really was. And um and I and I like seeing him in terms of being an integral man. Yeah, without you know, it. He was just awake in all these territories of all these cosmic addresses. Yeah, he was. You know, that he he, he was, was very he, functional. He was he's you know I'm a, I'm often a, a reluctant learner. <laughs> yeah. But he's not. I mean, he yeah. go to everybody's workshops. He dive into his podcast. You know the new podcast of the amazing. heart. Yeah. I know. Yeah. In fact, you and I have said this, and we should say this to everybody else that. The the original podcast that he did with Craig and Claire was Craig and Claire, uh, Claire Craig Hamilton and Claire. What's Claire's last name? Zammet. 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 That's right, Claire mm-hmm. Zammet. Um, what was that called? I don't remember. Oh, uh, uh, new awakenings or something like that. <laughs> those lines yeah and then his latest podcast was the new republic of the heart podcast and i think those are both online and you can have access to those I mean, yeah. beyond awakening was the name beyond awakening yes yeah. yeah and that's in, that i mean those are valuable conversations i sometimes comfort myself by realizing i can listen to him talk totally. i love it I, yeah totally you know, not to mention all the stuff that you and he and i did on podcast that's right. we did a bunch of on the daily of over and yeah. then the integral living room is still online. That's nice to know, right? Yeah, it's amazing. That's actually new in human history that yeah. voices and images continue to live on in this way. In yeah. And, they're, and they're, they're worthy. It really is kind of a source of comfort for me because I, I just, my, the thing I loved more than anything with Terry is I, I love talking to him. Yeah, me too. It was yeah. just the best conversation ever. Totally. I, I would put a red mark next to the last conversation the three of us had, where you and I flew out to see him a few months before he died yeah. and had the most wonderful, magical day together Yeah. in a restaurant at the top of a restoration hardware in yeah. uh, Marin County. Yeah. And it was a God realm. Total God realm. It was, it was six, yeah. seven stories in the air, all glass. Beautiful food. It yes. Was- we had intended to go on a hike and we got up there to have breakfast and we just were enjoying ourselves and the environment so much that we went, we had breakfast, then we went outside for tea, then we came back in for lunch. I think we left like 4.30. Yeah, exactly. We, we were Actually, there all day. I have a picture of Terry that I want to show everybody in that restaurant. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Can you see that okay? Look, I kept telling him, we're in a God realm, Terry, and look, you have your pink love shirt and your pink love hat on. <laughs> Do you happen to have the picture of you and him protesting at the <laughs> Utah State Capitol? I mean, that... We protested. We, we felt that Trump should not be confirmed with the Electoral College, so we each made a sign. <laughs> That's Terry, though. He flew into town, and we went up there and protested. I know. I done that on my own but he was enthusiastic so and then you two said it to me and I thought it was like my, it was one of those moments where my mind was stopped <laughs> yeah. what are these where are these two what are they doing with signs I just got on board 100 percent well because it's one of the things I would say about Terry a word we need to use when we talk about Terry Patton is that he was game yeah totally game I mean he just do he'd go with you on anything so when he flew to Salt Lake to protest I went with him and we yeah. made posters and it was it was crazy and hilarious yeah <laughs> you talk about him being the integral ambassador i think of him as being the integral zorba the greek yeah he yeah. was not only game he would get other people to be game you know, <laughs> if, if we would if, if somebody needed to break out into song or dance oh my gosh you know, it would be terry and he would absolutely lead the way he'd always get the dancing going at all the seminars that's for sure and he had a, a tremendous laugh, everybody. I mean, Terry's, Terry's capacity for conversation, his laugh is part of what made it so awesome. Yeah. So we, we were joking. We, we, when we were doing the integral living rooms, we would come home at the end of the night and we'd have a glass of wine or sit around and debrief and, you know, just kind of shoot the shit the way you do at the end of the day. And we came home after one and Terry had been dancing and I was giving him a hard time because he was dancing with a, quite a young woman. And I said, Terry, you know, you are the leader of the of the uh, seminar and you know these days particularly in light of me too i don't know if it's okay for you to be dancing with the the woman the only woman in the room who's seven slightly dirty if i may say <laughs> slightly, ever so slightly dirty a little bit dirty and i, I said, well, i don't know if it's okay and he said was she that young and i said yes but you wouldn't know because you're old and you're blind <laughs> just laugh literally that was one of the best laughs oh my god he laughed for an hour he that <laughs> yeah and the way he would just it was just waves of laughter just the whole body of him and then well, another we wave. And he would make us do laughter yoga at the seminars he'd make us do that oh my god and i'd say terry no we're not just you no we're not just going to lay there and laugh on the floor but he said yes we are yes, and so i had to do it and there i'd be and i'd be dreading it what's and, funny <laughs> yeah and exactly no, no just laughing no content just laughing yeah and uh you know 10 minutes later i'd be ro rolling, on, on, rolling on the ground yeah he really did have that he was always after and and, and that was just something that he probably had in his karma uh, at the beginning but it as you said was certainly honed with his years with adida absolutely and that was just a ex very ecstatic movement there were a lot of his brethren and sisters on the uh, memorial call and you know, these people are all lit up. Yeah, they are. They're very. I mean, the the nickname I had for him every inch alive. You know, it's like, like that was the thing. He was. What was the nickname? Every inch alive. Every inch alive. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah. inch alive. Yeah. Well, but and also the the polarity of his joyfulness with his sobriety. You know, Terry was. You know, everyone who knows him who's listening to this recording knows that he 
he really immersed himself into the conditions on the planet right now and the reality of the challenges we face from yes. climate change to, you know, you name it. He had a big list of them and he was really, really willing to confront that reality in himself, in his, in his own mind and also in the world and, and really, really surrender that. And yet he never relinquished his joy. Right. I mean, that the depth of his practice showed up in his his yeah. death walk, if you will. I mean, yeah. he he was able to be joyful to the very yeah. end, and he he really models something so important for all of yeah. us. No, I agree, and and he's when I think of you know the the core of Terry's teachings, particularly in these last ten years with the New Republic of the Heart, he was like the only one I could identify who would go full apocalyptic, mm -hmm. and and have that be a portal to a, a kind of a transcendent joy mm -hmm. that held both. Yeah. And I, you know, that's not my native territory. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I have a more of, I think we're going to muddle through and I have more of a faith in humanity and creativity. Yeah. And Terry and I, and that would be, that was interesting to both of us and the three of us actually, because yeah. um, we did not share the same worldview. And Terry and I would particularly have, you know, Sparks Fly. There's a, a podcast I, I did with him on, um, oh, I forget. It was right after he published New Republic of the Heart. And it was kind of a long argument. With Terry being more apocalyptic, me being more techno-utopian, mm -hmm. uh, that actually matters, you know, that, yeah. that colors a lot of things. And Terry and I would be conscious of that, and we would use that as a means of being curious, not critical. I love that about your relationship. Yeah. Absolutely. No, yeah. I love to listen to you yeah. go into that because I would say that I t I'm not like either one of you. He, you know, Terry's an apocaloptimist. <laughs> there you go. That's the <laughs> word. So I, I can get into it in which I, I'm, I'm scared. And, and yet I know from, from a more, if you, you know, if you can bear it a more realized place, a more transcendent view, you know, we, we know this reality changes. We know it's not stable. We know that evolution is beautiful, but it's not pretty. We know all that. Yeah. And to really stay connected to that is what I really appreciated in Terry, that he yeah. could. I mean, just as you said, he was willing to really inhabit that apocalyptic view and at the same time remain incredibly joyful. Yeah, yeah. And it was practice. It wasn't something that was... I mean, he had practiced it, so. Yeah, well, you and Terry both are my exemplars of practice. Mm -hmm. And Terry, Terry's particular flavor of it is seen in his home. And you and I were there. Yeah. And, um, and Terry surrounded himself with sacred art. Mm -hmm. Every picture, statues everywhere, little rosaries. And Davis, deities, but yes, pictures of enlightened beings. Everywhere. Yes, yes, and that was his milieu. That's what he lived in. <laughs> he practiced that yeah. constantly, really. He was in a Tibetan gompa, you know, or yeah. his own little. Ashram. Yeah, he did. He lived in his own little ashram. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do want to say that, particularly to this audience, that that another thing that you and I talked about. Um, that, that wasn't kind of referred to quite as much in his service is Terry had a tremendous work ethic. 
he worked hard and he took things because he took things seriously he took the integral enterprise seriously yes he did and it meant a lot to him and he really poured life force attention and work into promulgating the integral enterprise i mean he may have had some differences with certain people on theory or what was important in terms of totally. the larger cultural setting but he was very committed and in a certain way um you know he inspired me in that way because i didn't have as clear a sense of what it was we were doing that <laughs> <laughs> it was working that that Ken's vision had a lot of potency for me, and I loved the people I was with. But he he really considered it to, to have an important place in culture, and he really wanted to to um, inhabit and put put his you know put the rubber to the road, as they say. You know? No, it's true. And the other thing I'd note is sort of the the, the other side of the pole. It's that he too was able to receive criticism. I mean, we, 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 it wasn't all sweetness and light with the three of us. We'd get into epic struggles and battles about these, what, what are we going to do? And, you know, we're all coming from these three different places. And Terry, um, I, I was surprised sometimes how well he would just receive our feedback, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He was a very good sport in that way. And he would, again, he was game. He was yes. willing. He'd get in the it arena. It mattered to him to be able to, to challenge. He, we gave him a lot of freedom to be himself. You know, um, sometimes he pestered me. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I know. But bugging, you know, <laughs> he was you know giving me critiques, and that's that's fair game. And then, as you said, there were, you know, there were very substantial challenges that we received and gave to one another around yeah. how we were doing things, what we were doing, whether it mattered. How could we improve it? I mean, we were swimming in, in the spirit of, of challenge, growth through challenge. Yes, sure. and evolution, you know. Yeah. I mean, just what an honor, right? Yeah, honor. I mean, how, how wonderful that we got to do that and, and actually, you know, move the ball. We created new territory in the cosmos, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll just share a quick little story. So he came out, he came to Utah probably, I mean, you came with him a, a few times. We you came and did a session with me mm -hmm. and he came down when I opened our temple up in Southern Utah. Um, and I went with him on a trip down to bears ears. We met with a friend who was taking a little entourage down to bears ears. And um, we met down there and we spent about, I don't know, two or three days in the group. And then we spent two or three days alone, alone, three days, I think. And then a few more days together before we came out. And, um, he just had such a great time during that three-day solo. I mean, he talked about it all the way home. He really got into doing ceremony. Oh, and yeah. He, yeah, he was super into it. I mean, he was making altars, and he was saying prayers, and he was expressing gratitude, and he was climbing up trees and experiencing treeness, and he was <laughs> the grasses, honoring the insects, and he was walking around in his bare feet to be closer to the earth herself, and he was extending his heart and arms to the stars, and he was just high as a kite. We stopped at a, a ruin um, of the old, of the Anasazi and there were some old pots. They probably, you know, pot remains, pot shards from like 1100 or so. And he took a pot shard as a, uh, you know, as a sacred souvenir. Huh? A sacred souvenir. A sacred souvenir. Yeah. And then a year later decided that it wasn't a good idea and that he felt like maybe it had cost him a little bit of bad luck. 
So he came out when we opened the temple and was there at the beginning. And then he drove down to Bears Ears and returned the pot chart oh. and then came back and stayed with us another day and night before he went home. And I just thought that was awesome. You know? Yeah. It's, it's not a small, get it through. small drive, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah my um, memory that pops into mind is the three of us. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have gathered here at my house in Boulder on November 6, 2016, to, to celebrate the first woman president. <laughs> and we endured that excruciating night. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, we pulled ourselves together the next day and did a podcast on it. It's still up in the Daily Evolver. But, yeah. Well, we did a seminar. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's right. We were doing an integral living room, and we did that yeah. starting the next there the two days later, I guess. Yeah, and everybody who came to the seminar was just devastated. I know. The times that we spent time talking about it. Mm -hmm. Remember having a conversation about the implications and was there anything we weren't seeing? Yeah, no, I think we actually did our best to apply an integral vision or view to things, and that's all we can do here. Yeah, absolutely. But I, but that was an emotionally interesting experience to have together. Yeah, you know, and the truth is. Right, and they're just as low as you can get. And <laughs> yeah. And at least we knew it and had fun. Yeah. 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 So 49 days. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I feel a, a little bit of a receding. Mm -hmm. And yet I want to hold on. And I, and I want to sort of recognize the Terry that is eternal Absolutely. and infinite. Absolutely. And that ain't going nowhere. That's one of the privileges of practice is we get to literally experience that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We're going to miss his funny little quips and his wildness and his, you know, that laughter. And yeah, I'm just going to miss the guy. Sparkle. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he is a wonderful person to, what, one of the things that I thought about when you and I were talking about, qualities of Terry's was that, you know, he's kind of, he was kind of what you, what you want in a psychotherapist in the sense that utterly great listening skills can go anywhere, sex, money, politics, despair, disappointment, the future, aliens, you name it. He's, he's <laughs> totally, but he, he, he really did have the freedom in relationship to suffering. He was someone that I felt I could, like I do with you, I can share what I'm really experiencing and he doesn't pathologize it. He doesn't make it morbid. He doesn't insist on it being tragic. It's simply another dimension of what it means to be human. And mm -hmm. you know that, that that freedom to be able to experience the joy and the suffering and still the lightness of being that comes from practice and from you know our realization is is it, it was just simply delightful. Yeah. No. Totally. Yeah, well, thank you, Di, for coming on and sharing with us. And thank you, everybody who knew yeah. and loved Terry. Yeah, yeah, we heard some great stories on the service. Yeah. The story about the crows was amazing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Terry calling in the crows on the beach, and he's standing in a flock of 200 of them dive bombing him, saying, I am the king of the crows, <laughs> shouting over and over, right? Is that it? His friend Frank told that story. Exactly. Yeah, what an image. Uh, he was playful. Yeah. Playful. Yeah.
Well, I love you, dear. Now I love you too, honey. You too, some and, and every we're so often we'll and, and have a, a third guest. Yeah, and the world the, the world turns and you know the work goes on. And the work so. goes on. Anything um, you're doing your um, uh, mediation training? Anything you want to report on that? Well, I did, I, uh, I did a program for seven years called the Integral Life, the Integral Facilitator Program. And then I've, I've done a, a kind of a, a remake on it. It's now called the Real Life Facilitator Program. Cool. And I'm in my first cohort. If anybody's interested, shoot me an email and I'll explain, talk to you about it and put you on a waiting list if you want. We have a journal. We even have a binder now. That's how far along we've come. Wow. <laughs> Great. I, t I talked to one of your students and she's just blown away oh really by yeah. the practice yeah yeah she was on a, a mutual call we were on the other day and then we're practicing meditation so if you're interested yeah. in either picking up your meditation practice or switching lineages or starting one you can always reach out and we'll we'll make sure you get some instruction as well and they reach out by diane musho hamilton at gmail.com yeah and i'll put it in the write-up yeah, or you can go to my webpage and just send me a note over the webpage. Yeah, and for people who want to uh, follow up on Terry, the New Republic of the Heart mm -hmm. uh, is still going and up. And, you know, Mason Ewald is going to continue to work. The, there's quite a community that's arisen yeah. out of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're very devoted. Devotion was a word that belonged in Terry's world. Very devoted and... Lots of heart and lots of care for the future and the planet. Yeah. All right. Okay, dear. Well, Thank you. I love you. With you and uh, we'll see you next time. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. I'm going to go to the place that's best. And when I lay me down to die, I'm going on up to the spirit in the sky. Going up to the spirit in the sky. It's where I'm gonna go when I die When I die and they leave me to rest You know I'm going to the place that's the best Prepare yourself, you know it's a must Gotta have a friend in Jesus So you know that when you die Going up to the spirit in the sky That's where I'm gonna go when I die When I die and they leave me to rest You know I'm going to the place that's the Seen. I've got a friend in
that's the best Go to the place that's the best